Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 10 o'clock here in the district on a Saturday morning. Toby Altizer with you up until 1130. Georgetown hoops on the fans today taking on the Syracuse Orange over at Capital One Arena. 800-636-1067. If you want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, feel free to tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer as well. Shocking news that I just found out over the break. Dom DeSandro, big Dom, if you will, of the Philadelphia Eagles, will not be on the sideline on Sunday, which is good to hear. Big Dom should not be involved in player altercations. And if I had to hear one more thing, about Big Dom. That's the most Philly thing I've seen literally ever. That a security guard gets involved in something that he doesn't need to be involved in and he gets cheered by everyone and all of a sudden everybody wants to buy Big Dom merchandise. Most Philly thing ever. Most Philly thing ever. Pure speculation, but he's he's got to have mob ties, right? I have no idea. I'm not going to even get into that. That's fair. I'm not going to get into that. It's but, fair. We don't want to piss anybody off. Yeah, I don't want to get into any of that. But, man... Most Philly thing ever, and it also was the most frustrating thing ever for someone that just cannot stand those things about Philly. But I want to get into Eric Bieniemy. So there was an article in ESPN put out a couple of days ago by Jeremy Fowler and John Kine. Very good article talking about this, I wouldn't say dysfunction in the team, but just the various turmoil this season. And we remember in preseason Ron kind of bringing up that some of the players had issues with Eric Bieniemy, and we didn't really know what it was, right? We didn't know if it was the yelling. We didn't know if it was he was too demanding. We didn't know if it was the meetings. We kind of got a glimpse into it. Now, I want to start this by saying I'm not necessarily advocating for Eric Bieniemy to be the head coach next year or even the offensive coordinator next year. Matter of fact, I would advocate against those things. But it has nothing to do with the things that we saw in this article, or at least in terms of how he conducts himself. That more so has to do with his offensive philosophy, passing the ball so much, not getting Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson more involved. That's kind of where I lean when it comes to that. But in terms of the way that he conducts himself as a coach, I am all in favor of. Because one thing that I think got put out during preseason and training camp, and you'd see all over... Twitter and Instagram and people talking about all the things that they went out to training camp or especially, you know, from the guys covering the team, the Kimes, the J.P. Finleys, all the people that were out at training camp. I got to go out there as well. You talk about yelling, right? A football coach yells. Boo-hoo, right? But so many people were like, well, is he yelling too much? But I did want to tell you this. If you were worried about the yelling and people were getting a little frustrated by it, I appreciated what he yelled at. It wasn't... Because you screwed up, right, in terms of you dropped a pass. One time, I forget who it was, but they dropped a pass in the end zone. They laid on the ground, kind of pounded their fist on the ground, right, a couple of times, and then got up and ran off the field. And Biennemi yelled at him. And it wasn't for what you'd think. You'd think dropping a wide-open touchdown pass that hits right off your chest plate there, you'd get yelled at about that. But it wasn't about that. It was get off the field. We're trying to run plays here. And don't react like that. We'll get it next time. We can work on the jugs machine after practice. I can appreciate that sort of stuff, right? He's not yelling at the guy, you suck, how can you not catch that pass? Sam threw a beautiful dime, what's going on with your hands? Well, you know, he's not doing that. That's not what he was doing at all. And so I think I can appreciate that kind of a coach. You know, when he would yell at practice, it wasn't, Sam, 
awful ball. No, it was, get up and get set. Let's go, guys. Come on. Next play. Next play. Come on. Get up and get set. I can be, I'm fine with that. I mean, you can count how many times he said, get up and get set. That dude yelled it all the time. And I don't have a problem with that. He can be demanding. So when you hear he was yelling and stuff, guys, it's a football coach, one. Two, he's not yelling at the guy and trying to tear him down. He's expecting excellence, and I like that. But reading through this article and seeing some of the things tangibly put to why there is some, uh, not dysfunction, but a little frustration, I guess you could say, at Commander's Park with Eric Bieniemy among some of the players. You know, a couple weeks ago, John Kime kind of alluded to his, on his podcast that players wouldn't necessarily vouch for him as head coach. I think Grant kind of echoed that same sentiment, that players wouldn't be effusive of praise of him to say, Josh, hire this man as the head coach. But seeing some of the reasons why some of these players have an issue makes me think that the issue is not Eric Bieniemy; it's the players. So let's just go through some of the things in the article. Again, written by ESPN, John Kime, Jeremy Fowler. You can check it out on their website. It's a really good article. I would read through it if you get the chance. I think it was put out two or three days ago. But number one thing that they mentioned as something that you could tangibly get frustrated about, he changed their off day from Tuesday to Monday. Oh, wow. I'm so mad if I'm a player. One one player grumbled in the article, it's what the enemy wants. Oh, really? You expect me to feel so bad for you because you changed the off day from a Tuesday to a Monday? And so it says in the article that Ron was fine with the change since this is something that Andy Reid does. It's something that Andy Reid does. So, so many people in the league right now would say that Andy Reid is the best coach in the NFL. And last time I checked, we're going to do this maybe a little bit later. We're going to go through an exercise of who we think are the top dogs to win the Super Bowl. Last time I checked, even in a down year for the Chiefs, they're probably still top two in the AFC, if not the top dog in the AFC. So you're complaining because you switched an off day. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. That's what you're getting mad at EB about? EB said in the article, quote, he wanted to change because, talking about Ron, he wanted to change because he felt things had gotten a little out of whack since they've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, which is 100% true. I can get on board with that about Ron. So we wanted to invite the new, which was good, because now you're changing up the schedule, you're changing up the way things are done, you're changing up the way that you view things. I like that, right? Change things up. I think this says more about Ron, like one of the callers earlier said, right? The fact that guys can't take a little bit of harder coaching shows you that Ron was never riding their butts at practice before, and they weren't good. Look, this is a team that has not had a winning season since 2016, and the only players that were on that team in 2016, Kendall Fuller, Jamison Crowder, and Tressway. And Kendall Fuller and Jamison Crowder have left and come back. Tressway is the only one that's basically been here the whole time. And so I don't think Tress is complaining about EB. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? And I don't know who the people are that are complaining. I hope it's not the leaders of the team. It might be. I hope it's not, but it might be. But it's just unbelievable that these are the things that people are getting frustrated with. Yes, you got a family. I get all that. Yes, when you get to being a professional and you're, you know, 28 years old and you've done things one way your entire life and change happens, it sucks. But guess what? As a fan, watching you go 8-8-1, eight, 7-9, eight, and 3-13, and that sucks too. So I, I don't want to hear your excuse. And guess what? You, you get great things as an athlete. I'm not trying to say your job is easy. It's not. We can't even find 32 competent people to play quarterback in the National Football League. I'm not saying your job is easy, but you're going to complain and not vouch for EB because he changed your off day from a Tuesday to a Monday? You still get an off day, and guess what? With how bad you've been, you're off in January anyways. and February, you're not working those days anyways. Guess what? You should have to work an extra five, six weeks of the year because you should be competing for Super Bowls. You're not. So I'm sorry. I don't care that your off day got changed from a Tuesday to a Monday. Afternoon meetings ran long sometimes. Okay, I can listen to this to an extent. 
It got in the way of players needing treatment, and so EB's concession was allowing players to use foam rollers in meetings. One player said throughout this, you know, as the season's gone on, quote, he's gotten better at respecting our time. Look, man, you're in a privileged profession. It, it, it's kind of like this one to an extent, right? It's a get-to job. I'm not going to come out here and complain because I know there's actual people that are doing actually important jobs in the world, right? People that are saving lives, people that are keeping the streets safe, those sorts of things, right? I'm not doing that. So I'm not going to come up here and complain about it. Listen, guys, you guys can't be complaining because your afternoon meetings ran long. And then it goes on later to say that EB and his coaches work well past midnight. Ask Brian Mitchell what he thought about Joe Gibbs because Joe Gibbs would stay long hours, and they respected him. Why? Because they knew he was putting in the work. EB's putting in the work. It might not be going well. I don't necessarily agree with all of his offensive philosophies, but he's putting in the work, and you can't listen to him for an extra, I mean, how long is a meeting going to run long? An extra half hour? Even an extra hour? Guess what? You need things fixed. You still can't run the ball extra effectively. You're still not getting number 17, the best player on your team, involved enough. So maybe that's an EB thing, but if a team meeting ran a little long, I don't care because there's things you need to fix. And guess what? You're also not in year five of this system. It's year one. So if dudes are running the wrong routes, then he needs to fix it. If dudes aren't doing the right things, they need to fix it. If they're not understanding the details of things, they need to fix it. So if you're expecting me to feel bad because your afternoon meetings ran a little bit long and you had to stay at the facility a little past your regular leaving time, I'm sorry. I just don't feel that bad because you also get a full off season where you don't have to do anything. Now, you should be still working out and everything, but guess what? I don't get to just take off from February until July, the end of July. I'm still working during that time. I'm sure you are as well, doing your 9 to 5. So I'm sorry, I don't feel bad that your afternoon meeting ran a little long when you get months out of the year where you are not obligated to do anything. And another quote in the article is, one chief's source said of the enemy, he's demanding and he'll push people and he doesn't care if he ruffles feathers. That same chief source said many players in Kansas City needed that push, including Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I think you're seeing, Sam Monson brought this up on Grant and Danny, I think you're seeing that Kansas City misses EB a little bit. Because if nothing else, you got to have an enforcer, right? I mean, think about, you know, if you had a parent, right? You have two parents, right? One of them's the the good cop, bad cop routine, right? You got one parent that you ask and they give you everything. You got one parent that you ask and they say no when they seem really strict and mean. But you wouldn't be the person that you were if you didn't have the strict and mean parent, right? That's the reality of what this is. Ron has had coaches in here for how long? With Jack, with Scott Turner, and himself, where it was like, do whatever you want. Not saying that's exactly how it was. Not saying they're pushovers, not any of that. They respect Ron. But they weren't riding dudes like Eric Bieniemy is. And I think to get to a point where you want to be an excellent football team, you need at least one guy that's on people for excellence. And guess what? If you can't stand what Eric Bieniemy's doing, well, then maybe you can't stand for winning. Because last I checked, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, both have won two Super Bowls. I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks. Tyreek Hill. All these guys are talking great things about Bieniemy because they realize the difference he made in them as a player. Right? And it, it, he's the same guy. He's the exact same guy. It's not like he came here and decided to turn into a drill sergeant when he was just a real nice guy in Kansas City. No, he was the same guy in Kansas City, and you have Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill all arguing that this dude should be a head coach. And honestly, you could argue, at least over the last couple of years, those are three of the top five players in the entire National Football League. And they're arguing that he should be a head coach. And yet players here are complaining. A team that has not gone had a winning season since 2016. No players on this team, aside from Tressway, have stayed here since 2016, the last time they had a winning season. That means, fine, if you want to throw in Kendall Fuller and Jamison Crowder, fine, because they were on the team. 
That means that no player on this team has had a winning record in Washington, essentially. And they're the ones complaining that EB's too hard, a guy that can flex two Super Bowl rings? I I think it's the player's issue. I really do. And guess what? Even if you want to say, well, it was a Kansas City thing, blah, blah, blah. The Bears are looking at EB as a possible head coach. So you complaining hasn't dissuaded other people from being like, you know what? I think we need some of this. So guess what? I'm thinking the issue might not be Eric Bieniemy. I think it might be the Jimmys and Joes throwing on the burgundy and gold jerseys on Sundays. Let's continue talking about this. Is this an EB issue? Do you still want to see EB in D.C. next year? The player's too soft. How do you feel about this? 800-636-1067. If you want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, you can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. Let's continue talking about EB next year on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's overtime on a Saturday morning. Toby Altizer with you for just over another hour till we turn it over to some Georgetown hoops. Talking about Eric Bieniemy, this article that was in ESPN, kind of detailing what some of the complaints are from Commander's players about Bieniemy. Is it EB? The player's too soft. How do you feel about it? 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Let's get out to Lou in D.C. Lou, what's going on? Toby, what's happening, man? How you doing? Doing great. How about you? Good, good. Um, yeah, hey, man, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to not, like, I don't want to laugh. I don't want I don't, to, I don't, I don't know what to say about this, like, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a joke. Like, you literally just said everything. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm confused. Like, you haven't won anything. You complaining about a, a coach that just came in and trying to make you better. Yeah. Yet, you complaining about about him yelling at you. Like, what did we, what do, like, man, look, man, this, like, I don't know if you, uh, Spoke to Harry a couple uh, a week ago, uh, whatever. I don't know if you, I mean, if you heard his voice. He's from, uh, uh, I think uh, he, he he called from Gaithersburg or somewhere. But he said this this all season is very crucial, man. Whatever this owner decides, whoever he hire, whoever whoever he brings in, man, I'm telling you, man, it, it's gonna make it's going for me. It's gonna be it's gonna be a do or die because it's either I'm gonna ride or I'm gonna be out because of the fact that. What they did yesterday was pathetic, raising the price. I don't care about these whining little bunch of, you know, punks, man. They, they, like, look, man, everything is handed to these guys. So what you expect? They don't listen. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you have a coach that's been there, done it, came in as a running back, and now, you know, he, he won the Super Bowl. I mean, he's done it. So what are you, like, what are you complaining about? So this goes to, to the coach and the head coach, Ron Rivera. He is the problem. You want to know why? If a player complains, they come to you, you tell them shut the F up and go practice. 
because he's not yelling because he's trying to get you out the team. He's trying to make you better. That's what Ron should have said. But guess what? Ron going to go to the media, run into the media, and telling them about how, how EB being hard on players and this and that and third. What are we doing? This is Ron is the – man, I'm trying to tell you, man. This offseason is very crucial. Whoever Josh decided to hire, man, I'm telling you, man, they better keep EB. That's all I'm saying. That's my guy right there. There's no, there's no doubt about that, man. There's, like, look, man, this complaining is not it. Look, man, like, like you said, you haven't won anything for you to be whining about off days, uh, practice being, you know, long. Like, what? The guys can't. Look, man, man, I'm done. Hey, Toby, you know, you, uh, this is, man, you're going to have to censor me, man, because I don't <laughs> think you're going to have a show. I'm trying to tell you because I'm going off. Yeah. I don't know what to say, man. This I is agree. pathetic. Lou, appreciate you. I appreciate you taking my call, man. Yeah, appreciate is, it, Lou. Take, you got it, buddy. Yeah, I mean everything that he said is spot on, right? I mean, you have a guy coming in to complain and tattletale because EB's being a little bit too mean to him at practice. Ron, you need to shut that down, and it never needs to come out in the preseason. It never should have even been mentioned. It's just disappointing because these guys haven't won anything, and. Look, we can go back to the beginning of all this. How many times has an offensive coordinator for two Super Bowl winning teams been discredited, discredited as much as Eric Bieniemy? Seriously. You can bring up other factors. I'm not going to. We're not going to get into that. But you can talk about the fact that this guy has won two Super Bowl rings and they considered him a joke. The fact that he even had to come here to be an offensive coordinator is a joke. This guy's qualified to be a head coach already. And so the fact that he comes here and you have players complaining because they have to work too hard, it sounds like you enjoy getting your paycheck and never winning football. Right? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you enjoy showing up like it's your regular 9 to 5 cashing a check that's much larger than what you get at your 9-to-5 and going home and never having to really work all that hard because guess what? 7-9 and is acceptable. We'll beat the bad teams. Occasionally we'll go into an environment like a Philadelphia and and find a way to win, but we're never going to win anything consequential. It's fun, right? It's just fun for funsies, right? That's not what this is. This is the National Football League. You play to win the game, right? You play to win the Super Bowl. Has this team played to win a Super Bowl in in my lifetime? No. So then why are players complaining because EB expects them to be held to a standard like he saw in Kansas City where guess what they did? They won two of those things. It's just unacceptable for players to be complaining. Look. It'd be one thing if he's continually yelling at players and belittling them. He's not doing that. You don't hear any of that in the reporting, do you? It's the little things. This report, as much as people want to say, oh, it's it's not a great look for EB and the commanders. No, 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 no. This doesn't change my opinion on EB at all. What this changes my opinion on is all the soft players on the roster. And this is why you look at this roster and you're like, you know what? I don't know that any of these guys have to stick around. I like Terry McLaurin. Am I like 100% sold that he has to be the guy back? No. I like John Allen. Does he have to be back next year? I'm I'm selling out on the team? No. There's no one. No one. Because if you can't handle Eric Biennemi and what he's done, then it probably means you can't handle what it takes to win football games. And if you can't handle what it takes to win football games, there's 31 other teams that you can go pack cash a paycheck from, you ain't going to cash one from this team because this team is about winning. Winning. Apparently it's not, though. Apparently it's not. Let's get out to Wayne in Bowie. Wayne, what's going on? Man, you said a nice uh, mouthful, and uh, I've been listening to you, and I've voiced my same uh, uh, opinions on another podcast, another show. And they fully endorse the players complaining. Let me tell you something. I've been in the world a long time. I'm 74. I was raised by my mom. And what I think I tell people, my mother had a fifth grade education, but she had a Ph.D. in life 
I mean, if she back in the day had to undergo the rules about raising kids today, she would be in solitary confinement. <laughs> My mother would send you outside to get a switch to beat your you-know-what. And if that switch wasn't big enough for her, she'll go get a tree and beat you with the tree. <laughs> so my point is the era that I was brought up in and the era now is totally different. That was a guy in Indiana basketball. I loved him. He just passed away. His name was Bobby Knight. Mm -hmm. If Bobby Knight was a football coach, and he grabbed you in your collar or kicked you in your rear, people still sent their kids to Indiana because they wanted Bobby Knight to teach him. And it wasn't child abuse. Yeah. It was educational, you know. Yeah. So these guys complaining, they, it sounds like they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They don't know what hard work is. My 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 roadmap, if you're a football player, first you want to make the team. Secondly, you want to go and try to win a Super Bowl. But it doesn't end there. The third thing is what Joe Gibbs got, John Riggins, Daryl Green. They got a gold jacket. That's the top of Mount Rushmore. That says you were the best at what you do. But, hey, these guys not getting a black jacket. Thanks yep. for having me on, man. I enjoyed it. Wayne, you appreciate it. Have a good it. day. Okay. Yeah, spot on. Once again, spot on. I want to ask you this real quick. Max, who was your favorite basketball player growing up? Uh, I was a Wizards fan growing up. Gilbert Arenas. Outside of the Wiz. Oh, boy. Uh, hated LeBron. Um, ooh, growing up, that's a tough one. Ah, uh, boy. Just curious. Antoine Jameson. Okay. Okay. One of mine is Kobe Bryant. Of course. Every single time I see this stuff, you know what pops into my mind? Mamba mentality. The gif of Kobe just soft. 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 Mm-hmm. You know how many players over there in Ashburn probably looked up to Kobe Bryant as just an athlete, period? Dozens. You know how many people he'd be saying, what are you complaining about? What are you complaining about? You cannot have Kobe be someone that it wasn't that long ago, right? I grew up watching him. So it's not like he was generations and generations and generations ago. Maybe other people idolized Michael Jordan. Guess what? Mike would say the same thing. In much more expletive terms. Yes. It makes absolutely no sense. So the idea that, you know, it's just this generation, maybe it is. I don't. I don't think it is. I just think it's these guys because I don't think guys mind being coached hard. Maybe not on this football team they can't handle it, but there are guys in the National Football League. Travis Kelsey said it. Like I said, the guys on the Chiefs didn't have an issue, and guess what? If they did have an issue, one, it never came out to the media, and two, that guy might not stick around in Kansas City because guess what? They're all about winning. Here's my thing: if you grew up a Kobe fan and you're complaining because you're getting coached too hard, because you're being asked to work hard to get better, then you probably don't understand a single thing about what Kobe was as a basketball player. Just watch interviews with Kobe and him say, if I didn't see a guy working hard, getting there early to get ready for practice and work out, hitting the weight room after practice to get, get in better shape and, and get stronger, then I didn't want to play with him. Why? Because why am I going to bust my butt to go to war with someone that's not willing to bust their butt to win? Guess what? It sounds like, it sounds like every single dude that's putting on a burgundy and gold jersey on Sunday doesn't want to bust their butt to win. And guess what? If you don't want to bust your butt to win, Josh Harris, you can say adios to all those guys because there's no reason to pay those guys because if they don't want to win, then they don't deserve to be on this football team. It's an honor to play in the National Football League. Start treating it like it. I'm sorry that he changed your meeting day. God forbid. I'm sorry that your afternoon meetings ran a little bit long and you had to stay an extra bit of time for treatment. I'm sorry. That all sucks. Guess what? Sometimes winning is going to require the extra work, and the extra work sucks, but it it's required to win. And if you're not willing to put in that extra work, then deuces. 
I don't need to see you in Ashburn ever again. I don't. That's what it should be all about is winning. And look, I, I, I'm going to talk about it a little more in a bit. I'm not necessarily saying EB needs to be the head coach because I don't necessarily agree with his offensive philosophy. But if you can't handle hard coaching, then that's on you. That's on you. Just unbelievable that people are siding with the players on this and seeing the, the reaction and various things. Oh, EB's too hard. Not dissuading the Chicago Bears from taking a look. It's not dissuading the, the Kansas City Chiefs from probably bringing him back in if he doesn't get a job. Look, this guy is being hard because he expects excellence, and excellence is a thing that hasn't been associated with this football team in, what, 30 years. So, sorry if I don't feel bad for the players because they have to work a little extra hard. Let's continue talking about this. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. I see you guys on hold. We'll get to you on the other side of the break here on Overtime 106.7 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Like, I don't have to do this. I'm only doing it because it is who I am. That's how I played the game. That was my mentality. If you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. Break. Great pull by our super producer, Mad Max, behind the scenes, Michael Jordan in The Last Dance. You don't want to play like that? Don't play that way. I love it. Because guess what? If you don't want to play that way, you can get off my football team. That's how I feel about it. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines talking about Eric Bieniemy? Is he being too harsh? Is it on the players? Where do you place faults? How do you feel about it? Again, 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Let's get out to Paul in D.C. Paul, what's going on? All right, man. Uh, hey, glad you took my call, man. Uh, you know, uh, at the beginning of, uh, <clears throat> of, of the preseason, uh, you know, Ron, when we hired uh, the, the enemy, uh, I think Ron kind of thought that that was going to be his replacement. The seed was planted. The negative seed was planted with Ron when he came in there with the issues about how the enemy is dealing with the, you know, with the players and how he's uh, 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 too harsh or whatever it may be. And, you know, just like one of the other callers said, man, is that just about all the other uh, sportscasters, man, they are dissecting this guy like a pig, man. They gutting him and everything. This guy, man, I mean, what has he done? Besides try to come in here, change a culture that we've been losing here for so many years, man try to change the culture, and try to get some things right. You know, they dissected his statistics. They dissected his to how he talks, how he does everything. What I would like to see with Eric Bieniemy is this, is that I would love to see Chicago be able to get some of that because they see the value in that. These, these, these puff cakes here that we have, obviously they're not committed to winning. Ron does not have, know how to coach winning football. You know, we brought him here, everybody – Praise him to be a winner. Ron was not a winner. He had one great season, and that was it. 
But uh, from the beginning, Ron sabotaged this thing, and he still is. Oh, the players are still coming to me. We're frustrated. We're all frustrated. Man, we four years into this thing, man. You know, it's time to move on, man. I wish well for the enemy, man, because I think that this this media and this fan base and Ron, I think that they put so much negative in. I don't see how um, how Josh Harris and the rest of the team, how they're really going to keep the enemy on. So I'm hoping Chicago gets some of that and we see a difference in that. I can't wish nothing bad on my team because this is my team. But I wish uh, I wish a lot for the enemy, my man. Thanks Pre- a lot for taking my call, man. Have a happy holiday, bro. Appreciate it, Paul. You too. Yeah, I've gained respect for Bienemy as a coach. I don't necessarily, again, love his offensive philosophy. I wouldn't even hate the idea of him becoming the head coach and someone else coming in as the play caller, which I don't even know if he would consider that or or want to do that. But I've gained respect for how he coaches. Don't love the philosophy because I'd like to see 17 more involved. I'd like to see Jahan Dotson more involved. But again, I do respect what he's done as a coach. Get out to Jim in Tyson's. Jim, what's going on? Hey, man, I love your show. Appreciate it. Um, this is a very frustrating conversation because I, I, I really like what Wayne said, a previous caller earlier, about values. I think it's really frustrating because probably 99% of your listeners have a job. And every statistic in America shows that 50 to 60% of people are unhappy in their jobs. Okay, varying degrees. Do you think the 50 or 60 people who are unhappy in their jobs go to their employer and say, hey, you know what? Things aren't going great for me. I want to uh, I want you to really tone it down a little bit here. I I, I really don't like the way it's going. Um, For me, I look at this and go, this is really pathetic example of leadership with the players. I I can't imagine Art Monk or Santana Moss in this situation not stepping up and saying, you know what, we can't win a game, we can't get open, I'm not going to talk about offensive coordinator, I'm going to talk about us as players. We have a nominee for the Walter Payton Award, Terry McLaurin, who has not gone to a podium and said, you know what, it's time for us to play. We've got Joanne Dotson, who basically can't separate down the field and has had a really bad year. Where is Logan Thomas? My God, all we hear about Logan Thomas is how he's a great player, a great interviewee for, oh, my God, he goes to the microphone. Everybody loves him in the media. What is going on here? I mean, I look and I see Robinson beating his brains out, working hard, but I don't see anybody else's skill position on this team stepping up and being a leader, and it really is frustrating. Yeah, Jim, that's a great point. appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if one of these players would just come out and say, like, hey, I'm all on board with EB. I will say this, because you can look at another example of teams that have had success, coaches go elsewhere, and they don't have success, and that would be the New England Patriots, right? Think about what you've seen. The problem is, if you look at that compared to what we're seeing here with EB, one, he's not the head coach, but two, the way they implement things is totally different. Think about the Patriot way. It works with Belichick, it worked with Brady, right? If you try to implement that somewhere else, like if you read some of the stuff that was going down with Matt Patricia in Detroit, if you read the stuff, (laughs) Josh McDaniels, right, with the Raiders, and basically saying, you know, Antonio Pierce bringing up the Patriots, don't talk about the Patriots like that, right? I mean, come on. That stuff is unacceptable. It's just, it's stupidity. And so, yeah, if a player gets frustrated with that, that's understandable. Have you heard anything like that about EB? The only things I've heard that are reasons they're complaining, again, from the article, meetings ran a little too long, their off days got changed, and I have no idea. What's there to complain about with that? I'm sorry. Here's the problem. A team got complacent and got used to losing and got used to losing in a comfortable way. A new coach came in that didn't want to accept losing, held them to a higher standard, changed some things that they deemed necessary to try and improve or at least try to change things up to get people motivated, and they didn't want to be motivated because they didn't want to be moved off the couch where they were comfortable. That's what it is. That's really what it is. And so you hear all these complaints, it's a shame because it does not look good for the players. And anyone that wants to point at this article and say it's on EB, I'm sorry. EB's working his tail off. I 
honestly, you read some of this stuff, I gain respect for EB, right? And then you go back to meetings getting changed. Andy Reid does the same thing. So you can't even just get on EB. It's not as if EB came in here with no experience, no clout, and then started turning into a drill sergeant. Every single time that a player wants to complain about EB, one, they should go to him in his office, which Ron has said he's done. Who knows? But two, if I'm EB, I'd say, let me see your ring. Let me see it. Oh, you don't have one? Here's my two. I got two of them. So shut up and get out of my office. Seriously. Because this guy has won something you haven't. So guess what? Maybe his philosophy's wrong. I'm not saying it's not. But here's the thing. He has the clout you don't. So you should listen to him. Because he's trying to take you there. Right? That's how it works with everything in life. If someone has the experience and you don't, and someone else is trying to tell you, hey, man, it might get uncomfortable, but this is how I'm going to lead you there. This is how I've done it before. Then you should probably listen to that person. Is it the only way? No. Not saying it's the only way. But when that guy has it and you don't, you should probably listen to the guy that has it. Let's take a break. When we come back, I'll get to you, Matthew and Bethesda, Marion Waldorf, Mitch in New Jersey. I'll get to you all next year. I do want to get all your phone calls in on this. What do you think about EB? 800-636-1067. You want to hop in? We'll get to more phone calls next year on The Fan. Welcome back to The Fan. Talking about EB, 800-636-1067. If you want to hop in, let's get out to Mary in Waldorf. What's going on, Mary? Hey, um, when we were in basic, we couldn't, like, complain. It was 97 degrees out, and we had our sleeves down. We were marching in Texas. Nor could we say, you know, I really don't like the food here. It's called professionalism, and they shouldn't. there should be a clause in their contract that they can, can't complain. They could do it to their union rep or to who's ever in charge of their career, and it shouldn't be bringing the team down. I think it's – we call it namby-pamby, wipe your nose, change your diapers, your mama ain't here. These are men playing a men's game. And, yes, they're being played good money, but it's not like he's making them run in 100-degree temperatures or, you know, do squats in the snow. Mm-hmm. I, I really can't stand when they're tearing people down, and that seems to be a thing. I'm a native New Yorker, a fireman's kid. You know, show up, show up and put up. Don't, don't stand there and complain. And underhanded stuff is just going to tear down the team, tear, tear down esprit de corps, as they call it. You know, let some Marine Corps drill instructors go in there who <laughs> served in the Gulf War or some, some of the people who trained me, you know, yeah. United States Air Force drill instructors. Let them deal with that. I mean, this to me seems like, you know, now they have like white cards and yellow cards. I'm too stressed out in basic training. They hand somebody a card. We never had that. It's it's coddling. That's how I see it. Coddling and complaining. And our nation is a nation who has always defended itself, and we're there to fight. We're not there for a tea party. And that's my philosophy, coddling. I just cannot stand it. Mary, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you for your service. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, uh, 100%. And you'd think for a guy like Ron, who respects the military as much as he does, he would not stand for something as soft as his organization has gotten. Let's get one more phone call in here before we have to hit a break. Let's get to Mitch in New Jersey. You got about a minute, Mitch. Not a problem. Happy holidays. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Yeah, he's just doing his job uh, like any boss. You got to get your uh, employees to do the best they can. Um, Actually, you know, he has better receivers and and running backs than what Reed has in Kansas City, other than that tight end Kelsey. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes, top three quarterback ever. So uh, he's got to be hard uh, because he's got to push. Obviously, they're underachieving big time on offense and even on defense. It's been a a lousy year. Yeah. Um, Maybe – you know, maybe we'll sum to Jaden uh, Daniels come draft. But anyway, or the, the defense from Latou, that's who I'm thinking about, too. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, I don't necessarily agree with his offensive philosophy. I, I want to reiterate that because, you know, if you're like, oh, Toby wants him to be the head coach and he, he wants him to be, I, I don't necessarily want that. But it has nothing to do with his style of coaching. Absolutely nothing. Matter of fact, I want that style of coach. Someone that's going to drive the best out of people. You know, I mean, if you want to just goof around and practice, that's fine. Go somewhere else. If you want to just come here 
and enjoy your large paycheck and never amount to anything and never win a division title and never compete for a Super Bowl, fine. Go somewhere else. I want people that want to win and are going to find the best way to do it and people that don't mind being coached hard because they expect excellence. And that's what it sounds like the enemy wants. Now, if there's other stuff going on behind the doors that we don't know, fine, whatever. But he's not being disrespectful, and I think Mary brought up a perfect word on this, professionalism. Where's the professionalism? If you're going to keep complaining because you can't be a professional, then you should not be on this football team. This team should be all about winning and being professional, and currently they're doing neither of those things. So as far as I'm concerned, maybe no one's qualified to be here. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the rest of your phone calls on EB next here on The Fan. Final half hour here on 106.7 The Fan, Team 980. I did want to make a programming note. I made a mistake a little bit earlier. Here on 106.7, you're going to get Virginia Tech and Valparaiso coming up at 11.30 on the Team 980 with you for this segment, and then we're going to turn it over to Georgetown Hoops over on the Team 980. So Georgetown Syracuse coming up. The Team 980, Virginia Tech Hoops right here on The Fan. But with you on both stations right now talking about EB, 800-636-1067. How do you feel about the various things coming out about EB? Is it an EB issue, a player issue? How do you feel? Let's get out to Paulie, who is in Norfolk. Paulie, what's going on? What's up, man? Hail to the W. Absolutely. To you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? Look, let me let me tell you, this is this is not on EB. This is on Ron Rivera, man. I'm, I'm gonna give you the three examples of reasons why this is on Ron Rivera, man. At seven and nine, seven and ten, eight, eight and one, he bred this culture of entitlement, right? Well, this was a this this all them records, man, was 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 uh, was mirrors, smoking mirrors, man. I'm gonna tell you why. He first got in here. This type of duty is. He first got in here. The whole football world seen what was going on with Trip Williams and the previous staff and everything. And what did he do? He put him on a back burner for Greg Olson. You know, he didn't make Trent his first priority. He put him on a back burner for Greg Olson and made it about the money. You know, well, I, I don't want to give talk no contract with anybody until I see them play. And it goes to show you, Trent Williams went to the 49ers, and he didn't even get a contract that year. He didn't get one until the following year. Right. He just wanted to be made, made a priority after the first staff didn't make him a priority and almost cost him his life. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, then you go on to Dwayne Haskins. He never was on board with Dwayne Haskins. That was a whole a fallacy right there in itself. You know, to, to say, oh, I was I was quizzing him. We, we didn't tell him what to do on fourth down. I wanted to see if he could figure it out for himself. Man, we're trying to win a game or, what, or be in a game or whatever it is, and you're playing games. Because you try to sabotage the quarterback from the jump because you want your guy, Josh Allen, that you lost your job in Carolina for, right? And then you get over here to EB. You know, EB, with EB attitude should be welcome to this team. Welcome. That's the problem with this team. It's undisciplined, especially on offense. Undisciplined, lackadaisical, and, and that's everything Eric Bieniemy is not. Did Ron have his back? Hell no, Ronnie had his back. He sabotaged him, too. And it made me think, well, this might not have even been your decision to really want to bring him in here. Because you had a, he didn't have his problem in Kansas City. No, because Andy Reid had his back. We've seen him on the sidelines yelling at Mahomes. We've seen him on the sidelines yelling at Tariq Hill. But them guys respected him because they had the respect of the head coach also because the head coach also had his back. So this is all an indictment on Ron Rivera and his fake culture. All right, that's what it is. He's always talked about culture and changing the culture, but all he did was 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 breed a culture for entitlement. He plays favorites out there. Why is David Mayo on the field? Why we had all these comparisons uh, uh, coming through here? You know what I mean? He don't. It, you don't. There's no competition for jobs. Man, he just straight out gave jobs to Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and, and Carson Wentz. Not saying Heineke or whoever else the backup was was better than these guys, but these guys was, was basically the Jags. But it was no competition for the position, anyways. Ron Rivera induced a, 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 a culture of entitlement and backstabbing, and this is why we are where we are right now. And not to mention the fact he's a horrible general manager, because the whole problem with the whole AB situation, anyways, stems on an offensive line that he broke down, tore down, and never built back up. 100%. So this is all indictment on Ron Rivera. 
Paulie, appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, I mean, you know what I would love, Max? I'd love to work in an environment where I get the culture where I don't have to be good at my job and I still get the full paycheck and I can, you know, kind of be pretty poor at my job, not have to work extra hours. Like I would love a, that. It's like being a referee. Yeah. I would love to be awful at my job and just continually be praised. And, oh, we're just, you know, we're trying to get better and evaluate. And, you know, yeah. Uh, the culture over in Ashburn is one of complacency and losing. That's what it is. And Baby so, skin soft. And so when you have someone come in that wants to change that, of course it's going to upset the apple cart. And guess what? The people that get upset should probably be out anyway. Let's get to Steve in PA. Steve, what's going on? Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Um, I agree with everything the last caller says, I mean, with an exclamation point, but I want to bring up one thing that I don't think is talked about enough. You know, I, I played football at a very low level, was terrible at it, and uh, I had a coach that was up in my face constantly, made the whole team do green bays because I missed a handoff as the fourth-string quarterback, and uh, the whole team hated my guts for it. I mean, it was furious they had to run the hill. And um, after that, I, you know, I, I was sharing EB's uh, quotes, some of the videos to a nonprofit that I run. And the volunteers on there, they don't know how to run a project. They don't have any clue how to run a project. They're volunteers. But I'm sitting there as a professional project manager bringing in agile and scrum theories to these volunteers that maybe have four hours a week to give. And I'm struggling with why the hell don't these people know how to run a project? And I had to realize one of one of the few people on the team that actually did understand it was like Steve, you got to go to war with the army you got. It's got nothing to do with whether you're right or wrong. It's got to do with these folks that you and have inherited don't have that skill set. And I put this to Ron Rivera too because EB came in here. Yes, he has a few piece parts, but we're realizing Terry McLaurin's a number two. He's not a number one. Love the guy to death. That doesn't diminish him in any way. It just means we're talentless. We don't have any of those stars on this team. And when you have someone that can make it rain like Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes and stuff like that, you can operate in a different fashion. And I believe that unfortunately for EB, he came to a place that just simply didn't have the talent he was expecting. And because of that, he did not modify the kind of approach he took. It's not a matter of whether he's right or wrong. It's a matter of he was dealt garbage players a garbage line. And and when you have that, you've got to do something different. It's got nothing to do with the complaining. I agree. It's a bunch of wusses out there. But I, I do believe that if you're trying to get the best out of trash, you at least have to put a bow on it. And I don't think he did that. And I think that'll be the one shortcoming of EB's tenure here is that regardless of how much crap he had to deal with, he didn't realize he had crap and he tried to use the one size fits all approach. And I just, I just unfortunately don't think it worked here. It's a shame. Yeah, I, I agree on that, Steve. Appreciate the phone call. And that's my one issue with EB. Nothing to do with the style of coaching. I, I don't love his philosophy. You know, I, I think that he came in here with his idea, and he didn't necessarily fully adapt it to the personnel. I thought that he would, but he hasn't necessarily done that. That'd be my one complaint. And so if they moved on from EB, I don't necessarily have an issue. But it better not be because of this, right? If it's because they, they don't agree with his philosophy or they bring in a new head coach, that's fine. I, I just think that trying to turn on him because of this is wrong. Let's get out to Matt in Bethesda. Matt, what's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, going back to the culture of this team that uh, EB's inherited as an offensive coordinator, I look at uh, Joe Gibbs 2.0. When Joe Gibbs came back here, he knew he was coming into a maelstrom. I mean, he was the, let me see, one, two, three, four, fifth coach in Snyder's tenure at the time. And um, he was immediately undermined by Danny, uh, giving out his personal number. And then comes along Clinton Portis, who we was the most disastrous trade in the history of the NFL, next to picking Heath Shuler number one, because Champ Bailey was light years better than Clinton Portis could have ever been, even though they played two different positions. But, oh, come on, Dan. Coach Gibbs is making me hit. 
during training camp. I don't do that. I didn't do that in Denver. And Dibs came right out and said, Clinton, we use pads and we use helmets here in training camp. And he went right to Snyder and Snyder undermined him. I mean, Joe Gibbs, I mean, the guy lives next to the foot of the cross and not, you know, punking out his spirituality, but the guy just had a complete Christian attitude toward everything he did. And he wasn't going to throw Danny under a bus, but the man walked away from $5 million and, oh, well, you know, I just don't have it anymore. Sure you did, Joe. You won the division twice. You went to the playoffs twice in four years. But this is the culture that has festered since Dan Snyder has owned this team. Now that he's no longer the owner, it's still there. And for the you know, and for these players, oh well, you know, EB is being mean to me. Oh, he switched a meeting from Monday to Tuesday, or he's doing this. He's making me run wind sprints because I, I look, look at his resume. I mean, he was part of a team that uh, what seven straight AFC titles, two Super Bowls. Five five straight AFC championship games in their home field. I mean, the guy's a winner, and Andy Reid wouldn't have kept them along, kept them around that long if he wasn't. And Andy Reid didn't care if some of the players came to him as EB's being too tough on me. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mm-hmm. Play football or or play football or go home and sit in front of your computer and game all day long, living in your fantasy world. Football is a violent sport. Football is a team sport. And you know what? You're going to play as a team or you're not playing here. So, but see, the thing with, with the Snyder culture was, oh, man, I don't want to take my hands out of my pants and, and tackle somebody because I might spill some of my money. Everybody knew Dan Snyder was an ATM. Yeah. They could get what they wanted to come here. And that's the culture that festered that Josh Harris, even though he's the owner, what, for six months now? Something like that? It's something that's going to change. Look at what he did with the Devils. It's going to take some time. However, one of the other callers said, you know, play football or go play somewhere else. And that's exactly how it's got to happen. Now, I I said five weeks ago that that Washington wasn't going to win another game. I was hoping they'd beat the Giants. But, (laughs) you know, it is what it is. But I said, look, they're going 4-13 because they might even lose to the Jets. Why? Because they got to play them in the Meadowlands. Oh, and by the way, the Jets did beat the Eagles. Yep. Now that doesn't mean anything, but they're going four and thirteen, and there's just nothing else about it. Yeah. When they got rid of Del Rio, they should have gotten rid of Ron and and Jason Wright. Yep. And got rid of them. Matt, I'm gonna have and, to cut you off. We got to hit a break here soon. Appreciate the phone call, man. You got it. Yeah, I mean, I think he brings up some good points, and the thing is with EB, again, I don't necessarily love his offensive philosophy. But him coming in here with the credentials he did, the players should have immediately flocked to him saying, how can I get better, right? Shouldn't be complaining because he asked you to do something extra. They should be flocking to him saying, how can I get better? And yet they didn't. Have you ever seen an offensive coordinator like him get the kind of disrespect because he didn't call plays? He'd won two Super Bowls. Nathaniel Hackett, you know, I covered Green Bay for a little bit. Nathaniel Hackett got a head coaching job. Nathaniel Hackett, he didn't win anything. He didn't call plays in Green Bay, and yet he got a head coaching job, and EB had to come here to be offensive coordinators, and the the soft players can't handle him being a little hard on them. It's just a shame. It really is. All right, I just want to keep you updated here. So the Team 980, we're about to take a break here. You're going to hear Georgetown versus Syracuse next. You keep it here on the fan. we got one more segment. We'll take some more of your phone calls on EB, and then we'll turn it over to some Hokies hoops. So 980, you're headed to Georgetown and Syracuse. Go Hoyas. Keep it right here on the fan. We'll do one more segment on EB next here on Overtime. Final segment here on 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you here for just a couple more minutes talking about EB. To the players, to the EB, how do you feel? 800-636-1067. Get a, f- a few more of your phone calls in here. Let's get to Junkyard Dog in D.C. What's going on, man? How you doing, my man? Doing well, great. Well, everything that uh, the guy, Paul, he came on there and um, – and he and he and everything that he said was basically spot on. How 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 Ron has handled uh, 
the, the guy um, from from Ohio State, the, the quarterback that we had, he never gave him a chance. And basically, all Ron has created is Misery Monday for us every, <laughs> every day, every Monday. And, and the players are the same way. All they do is come on in and say, well, you know, we got to get better. Well, you know, well, why don't you get better? You go there and crying about, well, you know, we don't have time to spend with our families and this, this, and that. You know what? Only losers do that. And that team is filled up with nothing but losers. And everybody rants and raves about the wide receiver McLaurin and, and Dotson and all these guys. They're losers. They're losers. All of them. Jonathan Allen, all of them. The only guy that I would keep on that whole team that I think does want to play a little, and that and that's Deron Payne. If he's motivated right, he plays. But, yeah. but the rest of that team is nothing but losers or whatever. Appreciate it, Junkyard Dog. I, I agree with him. If you hang out with your family, you're a loser. <laughs> is that what you got out of that? Basically, yeah. <laughs> no, and here's the thing. I went to a small Christian college, all right? Maranatha Baptist University in Watertown, Wisconsin. Probably never heard of it. You want to know what I read when I see all this stuff? This is stuff that I would hear at Maranatha. And if you asked anyone in the sports department at Maranatha what the the goal is, they would not say winning overall, right? That It's not. And that's why the sports program is generally not successful. But it's not all about winning. That's the complaints you would hear right there. Oh, they changed our off day. We got to do homework. We got to be able to do this. We got to be able to do that. That's the complaint you would hear. Guess what? You're in the National Football League. Guess what? It's all about winning. It's all about it. And so if you can't handle it, get out of town. Let's get out to Kevin in Fort Washington. Kevin, what's going on? How y'all doing today? Doing great, Kevin. How about you? Listen, these ball players better be lucky Marty Schottenheimer not around because he would have them doing Oklahoma. And I'm <laughs> telling you, what ha- I mean, what happened to when – See, when I grew up, I remember when the, when the Redskins used to practice behind the D.C. Morgan in, in D.C. I, I used to see Charlie Taylor, Sonny Jurgensen, Joe Theismann, Larry Brown, Kurt Knight. I, I saw all them guys. And, I mean, I mean, you could walk up to them and they practice. And, I mean, they played football then. I, what happened to training camp when you all went to camp together and stayed at camp? And when you got out, you all celebrated. I mean, the offensive line, they got to know each other. What what happened to the day of that? See, it's, it's, to me, it's about individual now on that team. I I I I got to get a thousand yards. I got to get the ball this many times. I got to do this, and it's just it's just sad. It's not even football no more. Yeah, I mean it's it's gotten to a bad point. Appreciate the phone call, Kevin. Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely a different day and age, and so I do think there is something to be said that. It's a totally different era, and I think it's fine. I understand if you grew up watching some of the other eras and you know you fell in love with the team when they were winning Super Bowls and, and the various practice routines and the way that they went about those things. I understand it. A lot of those things really aren't allowed anymore by the NFL and NFLPA, so I understand some of those things. My problem is Eric Bieniemy's trying to push these guys as hard as he can under the rules, and they don't want to do it. They, they don't like it. And what I think is funny, he brings up training camp. I don't know if you read this article. I forget who put it out. It might have been The Athletic. I can't remember, but it was someone covering the Chiefs. And they put out an article talking about Andy Reid's training camps. You can listen to Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey's podcast, New Heights. They talk about it. Guess what? That's the hardest training camp there is. They talk about it. They talk about how difficult it is. Guess what? Andy Reid went to Super Bowls with the Eagles. He won, he's won Super Bowls with the Chiefs. This guy's done stuff. Eric Bieniemy's been under Andy Reid. There's no issue when Andy Reid wants to do these things, right? But there's somehow an issue when Eric Bieniemy wants to do these things. And I, I just don't understand how everybody wants to be on EB because he expects excellence. Yeah, maybe he's not the nicest guy you've ever met. That's a football coach, right? He's not supposed to be your best friend. The problem is so many people have come here and gotten used to what Ron Rivera preaches And Ron isn't the same type of coach as EB. And so, yes, EB is going to upset some people. And like I said, if you're getting upset by EB in the way that he coaches, then you shouldn't be on this football team because this football team should be all about one thing, and that's winning. 
And if you're not about winning, then you can go somewhere else, right? You, you can go play for 31 other teams. You can go play for someone that's willing to pay you what you're going to ask, and you're never going to produce. As far as I'm concerned, there's not a whole lot of those guys on this football team that are willing to produce because they're not willing to put up with the hard coaching from Eric Bieniemy. It's not as if he's asking them to do ridiculous things. Like I said, he's not belittling people. It's one thing if you're disrespecting people. He has not, in any of my, when I've seen him at training camp, reading all the stories, it's never been something where he's disrespecting people. He's not saying, Terry, you're not a true number one. You dropped the ball, blah, blah. It's not that. It's not ever saying, Jahan, you were a first-round pick. How can you not get open? He's not doing that. He just wants you to excel. He understands there's going to be mistakes. And so for me, I'm not fully on board with him as a head coach because of his offensive philosophy, but I think this team needed this kind of a head coach because guess what? It shows the guys that aren't willing to go the extra mile to win, and if you're not willing to go the extra mile to win, then you're not worth being on this football team because everyone should be willing to go that extra mile to win because that's how you get championships going to do it for us appreciate you guys hanging out appreciate my guy max behind the scenes doing all the dirty work he's going to go check out the caps tonight keep it keep it here on the fan you got Hokies basketball coming up next you got the caps tonight fun day on a saturday right here on 1067 the fan this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.